Welcome to Glass Bones Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Burke. Joining me, as always, is the fantastic Mr. Kyle Franz. Kyle, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. That was a good delay there. I like it. <laughs> I'm learning. We're getting creative. <laughs> we're getting better. That's what we are. <laughs> oh, yes. We're getting all kinds of uh, input and people wanting to do stuff with us. And all of a sudden, we have all these confidence. It's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, boy. A lot going on these past couple of days, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're there's there's some stuff coming, so be prepared. There is some stuff coming. We're, we're not going to reveal too much right now, but be prepared. In the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some stuff dropping that we're really excited to drop and really excited to be part of. So thank you all for making this happen, because without all of you listening and following the Instagram and all that kind of stuff, we couldn't do this. So we are very appreciative of what you all have done and helped us to do, but we are very excited for a couple of things that are coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. Yeah, I cannot wait. I think a lot of people are going to be, they're going to really enjoy what we're about to release. And yeah, it's, and I can't wait to do it myself. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are doing our wingers for our preview of the season. So we're going to rank our top 16. Well, 16 for Kyle. I always go extra and do a whole laundry list of things. I think I have 34 for this too. I do 34. So, you know, you know me, I just can't help myself. Matt, so. Matt tells me, hey, just do 16 and then shows up with 34. So don't make me look bad here. <laughs> uh, so I'll explain my process. So this way everybody can understand why my lists are always so much longer. So when we make these lists, what I do is I go in cap friendly. I go team by team and I open up a tab for everybody that I think should be in this list. Then when I get that those tabs together, I just put all of them on a list and then I uh, sift through it and rank, rank them from there which is why I have 34 because I opened 34 pit tabs for wingers. That's where the number comes from. So yeah, it's a lot more complicated than I do. I pull up a list of every winger and I just go, yeah, I like that guy. I like that guy. I'll put that guy in here. And then I organize it from there. Yeah. Well, two different styles. Yeah. There isn't a right and a wrong. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And then while I'm sitting here, I'll change like four or five. So it's just how it works. <laughs> I stick to my list because it's wrong either way. So I might as well just go with what I have. Who puts McDavid at five? Me. That's who. I don't care. Win something. Nerd. (laughs) Oh, yes. All right. Let's get started here. So, Kyle, I'm going first this time. Yes. Thank goodness. (laughs) I was so nervous to go first here. So, take it. All right. So, first, I have Kaprizov. Ooh. Uh Okay. That's who I have as number one. So, I just... To do what he's done without a true number one center. I mean, I think that like Erickson acts a great, a great center. He's, but I should also clarify when it comes to the offensive numbers that he's put up, Erickson Eck is not that type of center. He is a Patrice Bergeron type of center where it's like if he hits 80 points, he did something amazing. Whereas some of these guys are putting up numbers, you know, they're putting up 120 points, but they're playing next to a center who's putting up 130. It's like, okay, like, He's doing that without a lot of help. And so to me, I, I think he gets that top nod for that. And also, when you break down his game and so many of the things he does, it's just like, I just don't understand how he does what he does. And that, that whole – where he skates and his body's turned, and I'm like, how are you skating? And you're – I don't <laughs> – it hurts my head. So I just – I really think he is so good. And it's so crazy to me that he was a fifth-round pick. 
It's so crazy to me. But anyway, yeah, I just I to me, I think he gets that that first spot and that's who I gave it to. Yeah, he's my number two. I had him there. I, I was this close to, to putting him at number one. And I know we're only audio right now, so no one can see, but it's not a very big gap between my fingers. So I was very close to making him number one. But just because, you know, we talk about Minnesota all the time and their $14 million mm-hmm. dead cap. And without this guy, they're a bottom dwelling team. Mm-hmm. And he puts them in the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he pretty much single-handedly has rejuvenated a guy like Ryan Hartman's career. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, there's many things you can talk about about this guy. And I don't disagree. I was He's probably the best. <laughs> he's so fun to watch. And, yeah, it was a steal for them. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to see it pan out. Yeah, absolutely. So my number one is a little biased, but I'm going David Pasternak. All right. <laughs> I just I watch this guy every night and he, he's so good. Like mm-hmm. everything he does. And it's kind of funny when he came in the league, I always thought like, eh, he's he's really got to strengthen up. He's gotta learn his all around game. He tries too many like cute things to like work in the Bruins organization. Those were like my flaws with him. Like, you need to play this like strict structure. Well, he found a way to do it both. <laughs> he found mm-hmm. a way to be able to still do the crazy moves and play a very responsible game. And I think his actually like his defensive side is a little bit underrated. It's mm-hmm. a little bit underappreciated for where he came from to where he is now. And that's why I wanted to move him up this list because we all know what he can do on the offensive side, no doubt. But they have him out at the end of every single game to kill the rest of the game off because he's so good at getting in lanes and making plays. So yeah, I really obviously love this guy and, I'm excited to see him hang around the organization for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have him at five. Okay. That's a tough one. It's it's so hard. This I feel like a lot all of these lists have been tight. Like it's been it's I can't look at it and be like, oh any of them was I, I don't think that any of these positions well, I shouldn't say that. Goalies have a clear number one in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Other than the goalies, I don't think there's a clear number one for any of the other positions. That's how tight this race is. So and to me, it's like, I think the top nine or 10 on my list could all be one. That's oh. how high I think some of these guys are. Yeah. And also thinking about you have double the amount of players because you have two wingers versus one center or one defenseman too. So in some sense, it's like, it does make sense that the list is much tighter. But yeah, I mean, I just think he's great. I, it's funny for me watching him. And and it's, I know that this, it's just how my brain works, but like looking at that draft class and like where he dropped, he dropped to, well, not even dropped to, he, that's where he should have gone at that point. And then he just was like, yeah, I'm just going to play in the NHL this year. And it was just like, okay. And like those things that, that like, and I'm doing it because I remember like different people who played through for the flyers, like JVR, the first year he came, I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> stop doing the stupid stuff with the puck and just move the puck. Mm-hmm. And I remember like part of it was just paying attention, like watching because I was watching those, that draft class and being like, what is he doing? And then now I'm like, he'll do, he'll, he'll, I'll be thinking the same thing. What are you doing? And then all of a sudden it's either the pucks in the net or it's across the ice to somebody that I didn't even know was on the rink, mm-hmm. much less in the area. And I'm like, wow, that was crazy, crazy. So yeah, I mean, I think he's a great player and, and well deserving of one. I just, I, I have, I dropped him down to five. Yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. Well, I think this list, honestly, 
was the toughest mm. because there there's a lot of good wingers in the NHL. And you mentioned about goalies, like I agree, but when I did goalies, like I actually flew through that list and we'll get to that eventually, but this one took me the longest. I did a lot of crossing off and redoing this list because it was like, eh, that guy should be higher than him. Eh, mm. Maybe not. And there's a couple hot takes <laughs> in here that I'm looking forward to looking forward to talking about. Yay. Oh man. No, that's not what anyway <laughs> okay so, we're not professional yet we can't figure out the soundboard so. yeah i'm i'm trying to look for something that i thought was there and i do this every time and i'm like oh i'm gonna hit the button and i'm like <laughs> that's not a button i always forget anyway but yeah so moving on number two for me is kucherov okay oh because two for you is kaprizov right correct yes kaprizov. yep whatever kirill the the russian yeah. that one the other one kucherov's number two for me yeah, he. I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth about him and Kirill because I'm like, oh, it's so hard. But again, to me, I look at like the supporting cast that Kucherov has. It's just, it's just better. So he's he should be doing more. But I think the thing with Kucherov that I think is is he's one of a kind with is his ability to pass to like through thing. Like he can literally put the puck where there's space for just a puck mm -hmm. it's insane and i've seen him where he has a puck and he's holding it and he has it for like 20 seconds and you're like just move the puck and then all of a sudden that quickly boom it's in the net and you're like where did he that guy come from it's it's crazy his ability to read plays and wait for the things to open up to happen the way that he wants them to happen is insane yeah. so i think he gets the second no, he he gets the second nod for me i just He's so good. He's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. He's number five on my list. He started at one. When I redid <laughs> it, he was at three. And then when I redid it again, he was at five. Again, it's he's insane. Everything you said is right. He would win. He'd win the car every time if he was able to shoot into the little gap in the net between periods. Like he, he could do whatever he wants with the puck sometimes. And it's, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. And I can't remember if. It was with you. It was one of the redrafts we did. I mentioned his name. And I have been Zach because that was 2011. Okay. Yeah. So it was Zach's. And see, you know drafts so much more than me. I just, <laughs> I know these players. 54, and, 54th overall. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Sorry. <laughs> and he moved up to number two, I believe. So, yeah. um, and he, uh, well, for me. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm just, just like thinking about it. I'm like, who's above him? I took Savannah, Jed. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wait, that's right, the centers. Yeah. And centers are more important than winners. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, I mentioned to Zach, though, on the power play. I don't know if there's a more fun player to watch. And when yeah. you're cheering against them, it's so annoying because it's like, just stop him. But, like, you can't because it's <laughs> he just – he'll either – and I think I mentioned about, like, goalies. Like, I feel so bad for the mm -hmm. goalies because, like, Hedman will slide the puck over to him, and he winds up like he's ripping a slap shot. And he'll just casually slide it over to Stamkos, just like – and to top it off, you're giving it to the best one time, one of the best one timers in the game, mm -hmm. and he, it, it's impossible to stop. But if you cheat that at all, mm -hmm. he's just gonna go glove side on you every time and score. So it's insane to watch. I love watching this guy play, and his hands are just ridiculous. <laughs> if I didn't know better, I'd swear that he slows. Like time slows when he's on the rink for him. He's literally the flash. Like exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy to me. The things that he does, it's like, you could not have seen that. Like, there's no way. 
There's yeah. just no way. But anyway, yeah, yeah. And I just made a superhero reference. I don't even know what I really just did. <laughs> the funny part is it fits perfectly because that's literally how it is for The Flash. I know because I watch it. But... I've never even seen it. And I just <laughs> made that reference. It's really weird. <laughs> there you go. Good job. Oh, Good, job. Good job. Good job. Good <laughs> job. Oh, yes. All right. Let's move on. So he was five, two, two. Okay. Who do you have for number three? Uh, number three, I went Miko Randon. Okay. Uh, I just, I love watching him play. Mm -hmm. Moose. Yeah, he's a a moose. I think we we just talked about him not that long ago, but I just, I I enjoy watching him play a lot. And last year without Landis Cog there, McKinnon was out a lot and the team was still rolling and Mm -hmm. he took over. And I gained, actually, he would have been like six or seven probably if he, if those guys didn't get hurt and his opportunity that he took to me, he, he became the leader of that team. Mm -hmm. And, I gained a lot of respect for him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, it's funny. We well, we talked about him last night. We were talking about Mitch Marner versus Rantanen. So I have him at nine. So again, just <clears throat> it's so tough. It's just because I really do. I like the way he plays. I like the for his size. He uses his body well. He's not like Landis Cog, where it's just like he's just out there throwing bodies. But at the same rate, he protects the puck well. He's not afraid to go to the dirty areas. He's not afraid to dig and do those type of things. And he's just so smart with the puck. And he's also has, I think, a very underrated shot. Like his ability to get the puck off and then also get it where it needs to be. It's kind of the same thing I'd say about like Dreisaitl. Now, Dreisaitl, his shot's much more known. But that like from the goal line, he scores a lot of those goals where it's like, that's not an easy shot. Like no. it's not. It's hard to hit the net from that angle. And he hits it a lot. And it's, it's impressive. So, yeah, I, I I like him a lot. I mean. It's crazy to me just the like looking at like a 10th, 10th overall pick. And it's like they had, they scored with him. And then the next year they picked Tyson Joe's at 10th. And it's like the tale of two 10th overall picks is just like crazy. And it's, and I think shows how much they hit on this pick versus like it's nothing against Joe's. Joe's is, I think, a very good player. And I think he's an NHL player. But it's just the tale of two different stories where it's like Ranton is just, he, he got so much better, and the more he plays with McKinnon, the more he and the more he plays with Landis Cog, the more the better and better and better he gets. So, yeah, I like that one, but for me, he drew, he dropped down to nine. Yeah, there's a lot of good players on this list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're gonna say that a lot tonight because yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna be like trying to justify it, but it's it's just hard. Yeah, but yeah. So number three for me is Matthew Kachuk. Okay. So people say it's a recency bias. It's not. It's as much of it's a the way the style of play like to me he's exactly what you want if you're a winger that six two and above well from that six two to six four or six five ish range where it's like or even like i could go six one six one to six five somewhere in that range he plays very physical he throws big hits but he still has a lot of finesse to him and like he skates well he's like he he's never you're never gonna see him i mean like you're not going to see him come down in a shootout and just like Kucher off him and where it's just like, what did you just do? Like he doesn't have those type of hands, but his hands in and around the net are so good. So good. And so I just think he does a lot of things right. And they'll also, it's funny because there is, I don't, I don't think I sent it to you. I saw it on Facebook of somebody tweeted after Florida had announced the trade and then they announced the signing of him to eight years. Somebody commented on it and said, that's a terrible deal. He's like, he's never going to put up a hundred points ever again. And he's a locker room cancer. 
which mm-hmm. I thought was funny because I think you see the opposite of that in Florida, where it's he's grabbing these guys by the bootstraps and carrying them along to trying to win a cup. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what you want from that type of type of effort. But yeah, which is just crazy how different things would be if Vancouver had selected him. But yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, I mean that's a topic. <laughs> that's a redraft episode. <laughs> no, it it is. It's one of those. It's funny you say that because I've heard that before, and I'm like. I think people just hate him so much. Mm-hmm. Like, how is he a can? How how can you tell he's a cancer from sitting out here? Unless you're actually in there, which it's hard to picture him being a cancer. He just he puts his heart out on the ice every game, and sometimes it's not shutting up and making the other team mad, but like it works. Mm-hmm. And he also puts in goals, and he's filthy around the net, and he's just he's strong, he's physical, like he does everything that you'd want. So how's that a locker room cancer? But mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I, I've I've heard that before. I didn't know that was actually like said from someone, but it, yeah, he's number seven on my list. But it's for the reasons that we've talked about, I think there's a lot of good players, and mm-hmm. he, yeah, there, there, I really don't have anything else to say. He's a beast, and if you watch this playoffs, and not even just this playoffs, just watch him since he's been in the league. He's been so dominant. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how you could say he's not mm-hmm. up here and. I know he's hated, but I think him and his brother are the future. Like they're they they've saved the NHL, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The NHL was becoming very boring mm-hmm. and very, I don't want to say boring, but very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Very like okay, yeah, I get it. Between the legs, goals, I get it. Like, but hockey's hockey's an emotional game. It's a physical game, and I want to see that. And him and his brother have pretty much rejuvenated that type of player and more and more are coming so mm-hmm. i think it's really cool to see two young guys be able to do what they do mm-hmm. oh yeah unicorns mm-hmm. both of them i and i forget what the stat line is i think it was 80 points maybe no i don't think brady check has 80 points maybe 70 points and 100 penalty minutes only two players in the nhl in the salary gap era it was oh i didn't really i thought yeah. that was for this season oh no in the salary cap era they're the only two to do it <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. And it, well, I think it was 80. Okay. I'm pretty sure Brady hit 80. Okay. I, I wasn't sure because I know he missed some time. I wasn't yeah, sure. How there's many. only two players yeah. in the salary cap era, which is mid to late 90s, I believe. Isn't that the 94, 95 blockout? I believe so. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. I, that was before I was born. Yeah. So. It, that was before. Same. <laughs> like we, we were both born 95. So <laughs> it was about the 04 lockout, I remember, but I'm pretty sure the salary cap was already a thing by then. So. Yeah. Yeah, around then. But even so, there's a lot of physical, very skilled players that played in those eras. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's kind of amazing because I remember when they, I heard that question on a podcast or somebody brought it up to me and they asked me and I, I, Ovechkin was the first name I brought up. Mm-hmm. He never did, which mm-hmm. is crazy. So yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. That's the person I'm surprised didn't do that because, but the thing is, and that's the, I think the difference is while Ovechkin hits a lot, he doesn't fight. Like hardly ever. I mean, when he does, he just KOs Smeshkov. But you know, like <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's I don't you don't hardly see him fight. Whereas both Kachuk brothers, they don't care. They'll fight you. Yeah. Which and it's funny because I understand the premise of you don't want your your stars to fight because they might hurt their stand the south and blah blah blah. But I feel like for those two, it almost is what like keeps them from hurting themselves mm-hmm. by fighting consistently. It helps them with that, but. Yeah, well, I think that's an underappreciated part about the game. When you don't fight at all, 
and then you're put in a situation that you need to stand up for yourself. You don't know how to protect yourself. You don't know how to really. Mm-hmm. You, nobody should get hurt in a hockey fight. Mm-hmm. Hockey fights. It's not MMA. Mm-hmm. It's not boxing. It, it's a hockey fight. Just grapple. You you throw some punches. You might connect one or two, but you should be able to just take those and move on as long as you're protecting yourself the right way. Sveshnikov does not know how to protect himself, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's why you left himself exposed and got knocked out. Like that. That's not hockey. Yep. Anybody that wants to talk about it, I'm here. Like <laughs> hockey's a very frustrating sport. You need to have that. Yep. And you know these guys. That's what I mean. Like these guys saved the NHL, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. they were going away from that Mm -hmm. and suspending the tom wilson's for 25 games for a hit that was not good but not that bad Mm -hmm. and they were trying to get rid of this stuff and then these kids came in and they're like we can't kick these guys out they're they mean too much to us so let's get back to it and Mm -hmm. yeah and saviors in the game they also weren't doing the shenanigans where it's like okay like when they're like they're doing all this they're fighting but they're not like throwing these devastating headshots or things like that like they're just being very physical yes both of them have been suspended and will at some point get suspended again in the future because that's how they play but it's nothing you will never see either of them get suspended for more than five games ever because they walk the line and sometimes they walk they cross it but for the most part they stay on the good side because they also are so important to their team and i think that that's something that yeah as for the sport they needed that so I'm interested to see. I supposedly Ryan Le- Leonard is somebody that walks very much in that same like shell. I can't wait to see how true that is, especially because if he's playing on the opposite side of Tom Wilson, <laughs> like, oh dang, yeah, <laughs> oh dang, <laughs> that will be fun. But yeah, no, I agree, and it and they're just so much fun to watch. They're just too. They're just so unique, and it's just. And again, I mentioned it earlier, but if you haven't seen the Drew Doughty and Matthew Kachuk battle. You need to go pull that up on YouTube because it's so fun to watch. And it's just, I love the way that they, those two battle. But yeah, anyway, we need to move on. <laughs> yeah. We could stay here forever. But yeah, yeah it's, just, it's one of those things I wanted, I've always been meaning to bring up and we haven't really had the opportunity. So I wanted to make sure to say it. And when you said his name, it kind of clicked to me. So, yep, that's uh, all good. That's yeah. how we, hey, you know, we were flowing here. Yeah. That's what happens. So <laughs> moving on to number four. So number four, I have Steven Samkos. So people may have been wondering why he wasn't on my center list. That's because he's on my winger list. So there's some guys that I had to kind of make a, a judgment call on whether they're playing wing or deep or center. And he, to me is playing more wing than center at the, at the moment. So it's kind of just like, I got to put him one, one spot. So I just threw him on the, on the winger side, but yeah, I mean a lot to, that can be said about him. I mean, great dude. I love the the stuff that you hear about him. Like there's just so it's, I remember one of the, one of the magazines I read about him, they were talking about him and it wasn't just like, Oh, like he's a great dude. And you'd like want your, your kids to be friends with him. It was like, he's a great dude. You want your daughter to date him. Like <laughs> it was that level of like how much people liked him. Yeah. And I think that's really cool to see when it combines with how he plays on the ice and how good he is. And while I still think Ovechkin has the best shot in the NHL, I think he might, he may have a more accurate and like deadlier in a different type than Ovechkin. I think Ovechkin's is just so hard. And mm-hmm. I don't think Samkos is quite that hard, but it's just, I mean, just like his shot is so good. And he's come a long way, you know, dealt with some injuries, really fought back and really, you know, had to figure some stuff out and really has. And he's been leading that Tampa team so well bringing them cups and stuff like that and doing it's even the little things, you know, going out and playing that one shift, that one series and like goes and scores a goal. 
And it's just like, that's the kind of stuff. And like, he's there, he's there for it. He's with the team. And even when he's not playing, he's with the team. And I think that that is showing how he's leading, even when he's not on the ice leading. Absolutely. That, that shift was one of the coolest things. And I was being a stars fan. It was against (laughs) the stars in the cup final. Like I wanted, I was upset about it, but even I was like, wow, that Mm -hmm. was awesome. Cause now he didn't, he didn't even step on the ice again, the rest of the series or that game. He literally played one shift in the Stanley Cup final and scored a goal. Mm-hmm. Like that just shows how good of a player and good of a leader he is. And I'm a complete idiot because <laughs> I purposely left him off the centers for the same reason. So I could put him on this list and guess who forgot to put him on this list, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so oh, I'm not going to try to fix it and make it around. He is a top 16 winger. Please don't <laughs> yell at me. I just missed him. So, I'm still a rookie, and I apologize. Oh, that's fair. It's one of the exact thing that I I pulled him out. I put him in the centers, and then I went, no, I'm going to put him in the wingers. I'm like, I got to immediately right now put him over into the tab with the wingers because if I don't, I'm going to 100% forget him, yep. and he has to be on one of the lists because he's too good to leave off. So stuff happens. It yep. is what it is. So um, he was your number four? Yeah. Okay, so my number four was the other center that I wanted to make sure I put on this list. He wrote, I wrote down Leon Dreisaitl. There it is. <laughs> oh, there was yes. a reason he was left off. I don't think we even mentioned it in the last nope. one in the center one. So I'll, I'll mention it. Me and Matt decided if players are capable, not just capable of playing wing, but you know, are back and forth a little bit, we chose to put them on the wingers. So yeah, I mean, Dreisaitl is, uh, I, I've always, I've called him a modern day Eric Lindros. I think he's just, he's so big and he moves so fast. His shot's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He scores from everywhere. It, I feel like if, you know, they do like the bird's eye view chart of like where they score. I feel like he's hit every part of the offensive zone <laughs> at some point in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, he's so good and he's so fun to watch. And yeah, you sparked the McDavid conversation last week and you mentioned about you would keep him over McDavid and yeah, it's an interesting conversation. We don't have to go there again, but I just I don't disagree because he is just so he's so big and he's mm-hmm. so fun to watch. And I think he's a number one center or winger on any team he plays on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny looking back on that that draft class because of course everything ties back to the draft for me. And just there was a lot of question marks around it. Like, to, to me, it was kind of like the, similar with Kale McCarr, whereas. What is this guy really going to be able, capable of doing when he hits yet that NHL level? And I think he's blown every single expectation out of the water. And he's just been so good. And I remember that when that draft class was happening, just like watching and like paying attention, I'm like, one, that's a cool name. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this kid. And that he was playing for the Prince Albert Raiders and the WHL. And their jerseys are cool. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep up with this kid. This kid's pretty cool. <laughs> and you know, the dumb things you think of as a 19-year-old. And so it's just like watching him and, and like how much he's grown. And it's he is unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. So I have him at number six. I forgot to mention at the beginning, so I'll just say that now. But he's deserving of a lot. Like it's hard. It's just he could absolutely be one. I think he's somebody that even if you're putting him on a line or on a team with a couple of these other guys. He may outplay them. And I would, in some sense, part of me really wishes that Edmonton would make the move and trade McDavid or trade him because I'd like to see him on a different team. And what can he do without McDavid? Because I think people go, oh, he's a product of McDavid. I disagree. I think they're both byproducts of the other. 
Like this isn't, oh, McDavid's not as good. Dreisaitl makes McDavid who McDavid is. I think it's both. I think both of them make the the other player, but that's exactly what you need. You need Mm -hmm. those type of players around you. And I think that he's somebody that really came in and fit and clicked so well with McDavid. But I think that McDavid would miss him a little bit more than he would miss McDavid. Because I think he could play with a couple other players that could do similar to what McDavid does for him. Not quite because McDavid is very elite, but even if he's number five. But um, <laughs> I just think that Dre Siddle is somebody that he's just, he's so different in the way, like the way he shoots, the angles he can shoot from. The fact that he he shoots so hard and yet he does that same thing like with Kucherov where it's like, pause, wait, nope, I'm going to pass it now. And he just, it makes it so hard to defend against. So, yeah, I, I mean, I love him. I just, he's so he's so much fun to watch. Yeah. So much fun to watch. I mean, plus he had like 15 playoff goals in like 11 games or something crazy. He was on He was on pace to break the playoff record and they were only in the second round. So if he would have, not just on pace, like he was close to beating it already. So. If they move on to that conference championship, there he's probably breaking the record. <laughs> mm-hmm. Too bad they couldn't do that because <laughs> they're built wrong. Okay, moving on. So Dre Siddle was four for you, six for me. Four was Stammer, five for me was Kucherov. Who's five for you? Five for me was Kucherov. Sorry, five for you was Kucherov. Five for me was Pasternak, which we talked about. And then, so, okay, who's number six for you? Number six is Alex Ovechkin. Okay. I love Ovechkin, love everything about him. I've always loved Ovechkin, and he's still doing it. (laughs) I just think it's so cool to see how, you know, everyone keeps saying, like, oh, he's just in it for the goals, he's just in it for the goals. I don't see that. Mm. I really don't. I, Mm -mm. I I don't think, I mean, it matters to him. It should matter to him. Nobody's ever going to come close to Gretzky. Well, I don't want to say nobody, but nobody has even come close to Gretzky. So why wouldn't you be excited about chasing that? Mm-hmm. And by scoring more goals, you're helping your team, right? <laughs> why is everyone like, why is that such a bad thing? Because he's Russian. Yeah, that's right. If he wasn't Russian, there would not be this conversation. Yeah. Because people are butthurt about politics that are, have nothing to do with hockey. And if he's not right, if he's Canadian, People are all on board about this. Yeah. He's American, more on board than the Russian, but not as on board. Yeah. Him being a Russian, it's like the worst possible thing. And because he's also publicly talked about Putin and yeah. been in support of him and some stuff. And I just, it makes me mad because people do not understand the type of pressure these guys face from that stuff that we will never understand right. ever. It's so not, it's just, not my, yeah. I, and anyway. I watch him play hockey, period. Yep. And if he plays hockey the right way, that's all I care about. And he plays hockey the right way. And anybody that wants to yell, like, oh, he does a stand over there and lets Backstrom feed him all day long. Does he score? <laughs> Why do you change it? It doesn't mean everything people have complained about him his whole career, it makes zero sense to me. Mm-hmm. It works. Mm-hmm. So why change it? Uh, last time I checked, he usually is in the top five in leagues and hit in the league and hits. And, He's worked on his defensive game a lot in these past like seven or eight years. Ovechkin's an elite, elite player. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer when mm-hmm. he retires. And instead of complaining about him, how about you spend some time and learn his game and watch him play? Because you could learn a lot from how he's grown into the player he is today. And he is so fun to watch. And I am 
I feel so fortunate that we were able to watch such an elite hockey player. He's the type of player we're going to tell our kids about one day. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the best goal scorer in our generation. Easy. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Not even a question. Well, quite frankly, he's probably the best goal scorer ever. Yeah. I just, the, the, the goalies that Gretzky scored against were not nearly as good as the ones today. So you have to keep that in consideration. I really think that that's, that's something with him. Like he's scoring against really good goalies. And I forget, I forget what the number is. The number of goalies he scored on is just insane. Mm-hmm. And it's funny for those for those listening. Kyle and I were were here. We were talking about different things, and something popped up that was talking about Ovechkin and the shots on goal from. I forget. Do you remember when it was? I think it was like. I can't remember. I feel like it was like the thirteen fourteen season or something like that. I think it's coming up on ten years. Yeah, and he has like. 6,800 shots and it's like which is like crazy but the crazy part is the next closest to him is at like 3,800 there's a huge gap in that and like there's the same amount of difference between Ovechkin and the number two is the same difference between the number two spot and the 224th spot on that list yeah that's how much he shoots the puck Mm -hmm. and I think he absolutely should because it's his best asset so I think that so oh so sorry I forgot I got too excited to talk about him he's number seven <laughs> on my list okay so I again I'm a huge Ovechkin fan I loved him since the day he came in the league and scored that goal on the back on on his back and I was just like who is this guy like just and then from there it was just anything you know just watching him and then the tinted visor and like different things and do you remember the commercial where there he orders um, room service oh yeah and my name. Sydney Crosby. <laughs> I love, love, love that commercial. It's so funny. But he's, and he's such a character. And everything, so I, I agree with everything you said because he has a cup. If he didn't have a cup, I disagree with you because I would say that his play doesn't work. Because if you score all these goals, but your team doesn't win, and I'm, I'm staying true to this winning matters part, but he has a cup. And he did a big part. He carried that load a lot that year. So don't give me that, oh, he was just there. He was along for the ride. He was a big part of that team winning the Cup. So to me, yes, like, okay, yeah, he's he's not the guy that's going to be out there blocking shots at the end of the game. That's not what you want from him. But he's done He's done the work. He, he's defensively responsible now, and he still scores 45, 50 goals a year. So, yeah, I mean. Well, I remember when um... – Bruce Boudreaux got fired. They brought in, I can't remember, uh, Dale Hunter. Mm. And he was like, I'm going to teach him how to play defense. And then I think he was just the interim coach. I don't, can't remember. I don't think he was there very long. Then they hired Adam Oates. And he's just like, we got to get this guy to play mm-hmm. in the defensive zone. And then when he eventually got fired, they hired Barry Trotz. And Trotz went, Mm, no <laughs> we need to get that rock star mentality back mm-hmm. i remember him saying that mm-hmm. we need that rock star alex ovechkin back because when he's a rock star the team wins mm-hmm. i don't need him laying down and blocking shots that's what my third line guy is for mm-hmm. alex ovechkin needs to be in the offensive zone and scoring mm-hmm. goals that's where he's going to succeed and then i think it was a year or two later is when they end up winning the cup so mm-hmm. and yeah that playoff run i don't I don't think I think I got just as much chills when I saw him lift the cup than I did when Char lifted the cup. Mm-hmm. It was one of the coolest moments in NHL history. Mm-hmm. I I think he that that cup lift was like 
the modern day Ray Bork when he lifted the cup. Mm -hmm. Like it felt that way. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those moments I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. I'd equate it to watching Kimo Timonen lift the cup. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know, Kimo Timonen is still to this day, my favorite NHL player and realistically may always be my favorite NHL player. Just loved him. He gets, he has all kinds of issues with health. You know, he got, has some kind of, I think it was a blood disorder or something like that. Something going on with that misses a ton, ton of time. Comes back, plays a little bit with the Flyers. They're out of the playoffs, so they trade him to Chicago. Goes and wins a cup, and gets to hold that thing. And just like seeing him hold that cup, it was so cool. And Ovechkin holding is like close second to that. I'm like that's so cool to see. And he finally got it. And it's like it took a while, but he finally got it. But yeah, that rockstar mentality was needed, and he did it. And like that's what you want. Mm -hmm. So yeah, does he beat the record? I don't, I, if you say no, like you're you're banking on an injury, in my opinion. I, I don't. It's hard to picture him not beating it because mm -hmm. what is he? He's like eighty-ish goals away, seventy-ish goals away. Yep. So that's on his pace, his career pace. That's like two it's really two seasons mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean he's a 50 goal pace his whole career pretty much when he's healthy and just say it's 35 or 40 it's it's three or four years it's three years so it's like it's not even i don't know 72 72 mm -hmm. it's hard to say he's not mm -hmm. what is he 36 um something like that 38 is he that? 37 37 he'll be 38 because he's september 17th okay so, yeah, right. still, it doesn't matter because it's not like he's slowing down mm -mm. unless he doesn't want to anymore. I, I can't, I, I just, it's hard to picture him not doing it because of how many goals he still scores. It's not hit that shot, didn't get any worse. <laughs> and the skating ability, the skating yeah. ability might have gone down a little bit, but it doesn't matter when you can come in the zone and just rip a shot and score from wherever you're at. Like, mm -hmm. he, he's too good. He's literally too good, in my opinion, to not get that record. He signed for three more years, and he's got seventy-two goals to go. So, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I think that that's he's he's hitting it. Yeah. It what so, real quick, give me a number. What do you think he ends his career with goals? Um, I I will argue because I've heard people say like, is he hitting a thousand? Right. Yeah. No. no, that's not. <laughs> no, that's not realistic. Because well, Gretzky's what, like nine twelve no, or uh, nine? He's not in the nine. Or no, he's eight ninety two, eight ninety, eight ninety something. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, no, he's not hitting a thousand. So, I would say, I'd say like nine nine fifteen to nine thirty or nine twenty. I mean, somewhere in that range. I'll go nine seventeen. I'll call it that. Okay, I'm gonna go nine oh eight. I think it would be. I think he could score that that eighth goal over nine hundred and go. I'm out. It, That's it. <laughs> I got my number. I got the nine and then the oh eight on the back of it. I'm out. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. That but would be really cool. <laughs> I don't think that's. I mean, you're not gonna. He's not gonna stop there. If they're in the middle of the season. He's not gonna retire. But I do think he breaks it. But anyway, we'll move on. We're spending a little bit too much time some of these guys but mm -hmm. how can you not talk about the greatest goal score ever yeah so we'll, we'll 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 keep moving a little quicker here i can almost guarantee it <laughs> all right so that was six he's number seven for me six was Dre who is number eight for you number eight is brady kachuk 
And okay. we've already kind of talked about him when we talked about Matthew. So I won't go too long on him. I just, I'll bring up because we've mentioned world juniors a lot in these last couple mm. ones. Um, I was fortunate enough to get to go up to Buffalo when that year, the world juniors was there. And I saw the outdoor game against USA and Canada. And he was an absolute beast in that game. USA went down to nothing fairly early and he made a beautiful pass to Casey Middlestat to tie it up. And then, it was just a great game. And then he scored in the shootout and was waving on the crowd. And it was amazing <laughs> to watch. So one of those moments I'll never forget. And I love him and I've, I've loved him since then. And I, I can't wait to see where the career is going to go. Mm-hmm. So I have him dropping to 13, unfortunately. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm going to take that back. I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to pull you and I'm going to switch it <laughs> mid mid. I'm going to move him up to 12. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's so, I don't have too much more to add because we did talk about it. I think the one thing I want to add is that Brady is the prime example to me of what playing with confidence and swag looks like. That's exactly the, the, the amount of it you want because he's not arrogant and cocky. He's confident, but he's also just playing his game with the swag that he has. And both Kachucks do it, but I think Brady's even – and some of it is the intimate, like Brady's a little bigger. He's a little bit more intimidating. He hits a little bit harder. He has that like certain level of like, and I remember when Matthew got tra- drafted and they were talking to him about it and he's just kind of like, yeah, just wait till Brady comes up because he's bigger and nastier than me. Like you think I'm bad, wait till he comes because he's <laughs> going to be worse than me. Yeah. So, and I think that he, like he has that level of where it's like, I don't care what you're doing. It doesn't matter because it's not going to affect me because I know what I can do. And it's just it's been it's been so cool to see him develop and play, and I think having Drew there has been great for him because I, I, I mean, some Philly fans hate Drew and whatever. I think you're crazy. I think Drew is one of the best flyers to ever play. It's a suck. It sucks that it ended the way it did, but you know what? It is what it is. But I think he he's a good person to have in that locker room with that Chuck because he's really going to show him what it means to be a captain. So yeah, absolutely. All right, so number eight for me is Jason Robertson. Okay. So I think he's one of the up-and-comers that's like, we're going to look back on it and go, how the heck was this kid a second-round pick? Like, he, he's just so good. Like he, and he, to me, I think that one of the things that stands out, which I think is also what, like we talked, excuse me, we talked about Drayson and McDavid, how they complement each other. Hints and Robertson, the motors, are almost this like <laughs> Robertson's not as fast as Hints because hardly anybody's as fast as Hints, but the motors are like on the same level, yeah. and it's just like they're both just like let's yeah. go. Yep. And then you add Pavelski, who's a savvy better there. It's like it's okay. I'll just go in front of the net and tip every single shot you put on net in the net. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's like he's but Robertson is just so good, and I think he kind of kept he has helped keep Pavelski re- relevant because he and. Not to take away from Pavelski, I think Pavelski being there has also helped Robertson accomplish what he has. But it's just like both of them together, and it's the same thing with what happened with Ben and Johnson last year. But yeah, Robertson's number eight on my list. I love him. I think he's a great player. I desperately hope we see NHL players back at the Olympics at some point, so we can watch him play with some American boys, and that would be sweet. Yeah, I think the NHL just announced. We won't get into it too deep, but the NHL did just announce that they're planning on trying to do a World Cup again. Mm. So. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully we see that. Sweet. Um, so that was your number eight. 
Yes. Okay, so I'll move on to number nine. You just mentioned his name a few minutes ago. Hold on, where's Robertson on your list? Oh, I'm sorry. I I felt like I mentioned him, but I went to the uh, World Cup thing first. Uh, he's number 13. Okay, sorry. I just want to, because I, that helps me keep track of where, where we are. I feel like I've talked about the stars and Robertson and Hintz <laughs> so much that like it felt like I already did. But yeah. anyway, yeah, everything you said, I agree. I can't, I love watching this kid play. I didn't see it at first. and. He's grown into probably he's an elite goal scorer and mm-hmm. it's hard to picture him not getting like 35 to 40 every single season. So mm-hmm. yeah, great player. And yeah, I'm looking forward to his career, no doubt. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I got excited about number nine. I couldn't okay. wait to talk about you. Like I said, you just mentioned his name. So I'll say it's Claude Giroux. Oh, wow. Okay. I think he, uh, he's been way underappreciated for a lot of years, mm-hmm. especially in this area. And what he did this year with Ottawa, unfortunately, the team's success didn't fully make it. But when he signed there, actually, I was listening to a local radio station here and someone called in and they were just like, how dare he go leave here and go there? Like, we should he should have come re-sign back here. Like, he's ridiculous. And it's like, your, your, your management's not really giving him much to be excited about to come back. We're like, they have a lot of young guys up there that can use some a good veteran to come in. He didn't just like show up and just play with them. Like he made Stutzla a much better player. Mm-hmm. He made Kachuk a much better player. He made everyone around him a be- like a better player. And I think in the long haul, Giroux's going to be like the reason this team might win a Stanley Cup one day. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think, I mean, he's going to be there the rest of his career. What he did last year and his whole career, really, it, it, he's, a, he's an amazing hockey player being able to fluctuate from center to the wing and he's very fun to watch and one of those players that i've talked about many times like watch him and you'll learn some things mm-hmm. uh, another reason to say f you to fletcher oh uh, he screwed that one up yeah whatever it is what it is unfortunately the past is the past but drew should have been in the orange and black until he said i don't want to play anymore that should have been it shouldn't have mattered mm-hmm. he wanted to be here we should have wanted him here yep but instead fletcher being his stupid self is whatever anyway <laughs> that's not here for nor here nor there so I'll, I'll move on but yeah i don't he's not on my 16 he's 20 what 21 21 for me um i i have a hard time with him because i think he's so good but i i don't know where to put him because i a little biased him because he's one of my favorite flyers i just i love the way he plays another swagger yeah. Like the way that he plays with that, he he's confident. He knows what he can do. And if you're a Philly fan and how can you not just think back about that check on Crosby and then scoring that goal. Yeah. And that, how does that not, even now, even just thinking about it revs me up where it's just like, I want to go play hockey right now. Yeah. Like, like get me on a rink. Like, and that's what you need if you're going to win a cop. And I hope more than anything that he does get a cop in Ottawa. Cause yeah, he's going to be the rest of his career. I don't know that if Ottawa was winning a cup in his career, I don't know that he has enough years left because I don't, I'm not sure where they have some, they need to take some steps mm-hmm. and hopefully this year they do. I mean, having Corpus Allo there will, will make a difference, but yeah. So yeah, it, it's, I'm glad that you brought him up. I really am because I really do believe that he's deserving of being here. And unfortunately I just didn't put him there, but yeah. So I'm glad that you did. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, number nine for me was, was Rantanen. So we talked about him. Number 10 for me is Brad Marchand. Ooh. So the uh, return in the favor for me, huh? <laughs> the rat. 
Oh man. Oh crap. Well, I forget what, what it was, the shirt that he would wear, something about his nose. I forget which one it was. <laughs> There's so many of them. I, yeah. I don't even, I've heard, I've heard too many of them to keep up with it. Oh, I love it though. But yeah, I mean, I just, I think my, my knock on him is he, his, the antics gets a little too much sometimes and have cost him and his team sometimes during his career, but you can't take away from how good he is. And for, you know, like kind of, I would say like thinking back on him getting drafted and like what he was projected to do to what he does is insane. Like he's so good and he's so on both sides of the puck. Like just, you're, you're not going to see him really, really getting beat defensively. And it was funny. I was watching a Timo, Akima, Timo, huh. shout out mom. That's what she always, used to always do. Akima team in a highlight video. And it was one of, one of the goals that he scored was against Boston and Bar- Marchand just didn't back check it like at all. And mm-hmm. it's just like teaming and just beats him down the ice and he's just standing there watching him. And I'm like, wow, you do not see that anymore. Like if he's getting beat, it's by somebody that's much faster than him. There's just like, and there's respect in that where it's like, if hints is, you know, uh, let's see if, if it's Bristol Linen and hints, Bristol Linen can have 20 steps. And Hintz is still beating him there. It's, it doesn't matter. There's just yeah. there's just different speed there. Yeah. So it's like, but for Marshander, he just doesn't he doesn't really get beat. And to then put up the points that he does and stuff like that, I like I really think that that's really cool. So yeah, he he went on he went on this list at number ten for me. I think that's a good spot for him. And yeah, yeah, he's number ten on mine as well. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah, you you mentioned about what he's really grown into, what he was supposed to be. It's just funny. So the year that they won the cup in 2011, he actually started playing on a line, the fourth line with Campbell and Sean Thornton. Oh, man. And by the time they won the Stanley Cup, he was the clutch left winger next to Bergeron and Mark Recchi. Like, it's crazy to look and how quick his career took off. Like, he was just borderline a fourth line player. And Mm -hmm. next thing you know, he's literally scoring game-winning goals in the playoffs and and he scored so many goals in that run it's not even funny and he he just continued it from that point on he never left that first line mm-hmm. until Bergeron just retired this year he never left his side so yeah I mean I watch this guy all the time and yeah does he do things that you're just like why <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to hear you. I'm gonna have to hear about this one for a couple days <laughs> like just but at the same time, it's very entertaining to watch night in and night out because you never know what he's going to do. <laughs> but there's one thing I do know he's going to do. He's going to work his butt off, mm-hmm. and he's going to do everything it takes to win that hockey game, even if it is doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. Like he, care, he plays that hard. He just wants to win so bad. And um, I always bring up an example. So – I had an argument with one guy. I forget who it was. It was a long time. Well, not a long time ago, but when Connect, Travis Konechny kind of came up, he was just like, he's he's the next coming of Brad Marchand. I'm like, no, <laughs> stop it. There's only one of that guy. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. <laughs> Until Konechny goes out there, and there's been there's been so many games. But the one example I always bring up, they were playing the Devils. It was just like a December game. But they were playing the Devils, and he – um. They were they were just playing so bad. They were playing terrible. It was two nothing. They they had like eight shots with like a few minutes left in the second period, and he he they were just they were just off. They weren't on that night. 
And he went out there and took a penalty. It was a roughing penalty. After the play, he just turned and punched somebody, <laughs> just punched him square in the nose and took the penalty. He skated off. The team went and killed the penalty. The shift that he came out, he left the box. They dumped the puck down. He beat the icing, won the puck battle. There was three devils behind the net. He pulls it out from behind the net, makes a pass. Berger, I think Bergeron came late. He shot it. Rebound came out. And he scored. Mm-hmm. And they went on to win the game. I'm like, until I see Travis Konechny do that, mm-hmm. he's never going to be Brad Marchand. There's only one guy that does stuff like that, where mm-hmm. it's like, no, we're winning this game tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, this is unacceptable how we're playing. And they went out and they ended up out shooting the Devils like 20 to six in the third period. Like, it was crazy. They just, from that shift on, they just, he took over that game. And yeah, watching that night in and night out, like, you just said about Giroux with the the hit on Crosby. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that just gets me that gets me fired up. I don't know if you can tell. Uh connect you would need to see a pretty good plastic surgeon if you want it to be Marshall. <laughs> it's it's a it's a tough nose. It's tough to handle. Uh, and also because we don't have video, I need to notify all the listeners that Kyle is currently wearing a Brad Marshall shirt. Yes. So that was appropriate night to wear that. <laughs> Uh, yes, not right. planned <laughs> let's move on <laughs> so number 11 who do you have for number 11 uh okay here he is finally mitch marner okay <laughs> i knew he would be low on both of our lists mm-hmm. um but he he's a great player mm-hmm. it's it, it's not taking anything away from him uh honestly of the big names in toronto he's the one i would probably take first oh yeah and but i just haven't seen that next step from him that i've seen from the 10 names i've said before so yeah it's really no disrespect to him but i just think he uh he's a lot higher on everyone else's lists especially the writers and the Mm -hmm. all the articles and stuff like but yeah we're not a writers and we're not nhl.com so that's where i have him and we don't have to be political about where we put people because we don't care (laughs) Yeah, he's number 13 on my list. Okay. So the reason that he's not higher is because he should be on the defense list because they're going to move him back and make him a defenseman. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're this? doing? Really? Did that they... was a rumor at one point, oh, and I thought that was the funniest thing I've ever heard. But anyway, yeah, no, I agree. I do agree. I think that if I'm taking – he is probably the uh, – maybe not the first person I'm taking off of. Uh, it's hard with, with – mm, I I, th- I still think I'm saying it. I think that he's the first person I'm taking off of Toronto. Yeah. I, I'm not sure that there's anybody else there that I'm like, I mean, it's hard because like Jake McCabe is, I love him. I, and I like, and depending on what you're looking for, obviously defense forward, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but out of the, out of the core, that core yeah. four, he's yeah. the first one coming. Sure. I do think he's a very good player. I just, it's he, you know, this, what we talked about with, with nurse and, and Seth Jones, the contract kills him. is the same thing I feel about Martin. Mm-hmm. He's making too much money. And it just, it hurts him. And he also, unfortunately, I wonder too, like kind of one of those things where, you know, had Babcock not been his coach at the beginning, like would he play differently? And, but also did that not help him? Yeah, I wonder. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, no, I like him. I do think he's a good player. I do think he's deserving of being on this list, but he's not like top two, top five winger to me. I just, I haven't seen enough from him. I just, I think he's very good, and he puts a point. And I think the fact that he's getting nominated for Selkies and stuff is a great step in the right direction. But I just, it's just not, not quite convinced. You know, he hasn't convinced me yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number six. Uh, sorry, number eleven for me is Chris Kreider. 
Okay. So oh, wow. I think uh, nobody does the power play like he does. He has so many power play goals. And he, you know, you talked about that leadership piece. And when we talked about that on a previous episode about this is Chris Kreider's team. And unfortunately, they gave the seat to Truba, and they shouldn't have because it's Chris Kreider's team. Chris Kreider's team. And he does so much for that team, so much for that organization. And I just, I love the way he plays. I, I think he's so important to a team having that type of player on your roster. So, yeah, I, I felt that he was deserving of being up here. So I threw him at number 11. I love that. I, he is not in my top 16, but um, I love I. If anyone's listened to this before, anyone knows me, I talk Chris Kreider up all the time because mm-hmm. I just love the way he plays hockey. He's, he, I think he's like a sniper and a power forward in, in one. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really fun to watch him play. Mm-hmm. And like you said, his leadership and everything. I don't know. I didn't really have much plan to say about him because <laughs> he wasn't on my list, but I'm kind of upset because. Honestly, he didn't even cross my mind, and I'm actually like really upset that I forgot him too. So I'm <laughs> dropping the ball on this one. I wondered if I might get you because I was wondering if where he would be on yours if he'd make your top sixteen because I thought I might be able to sneak him in and not have you have him. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's and it's so the last thing I'll say is I would love to see put him and have him and and Crosby together, put them on that side of the net, and then just like pass shot them uh, pucks and see who can put it in the net more because both of them do that so well. And it'd be fun to just see that just yeah. test the theory, but yep. yeah, I, I really do like him. I think he's a great player and another guy that to me, he's on that team USA team. Oh, absolutely. So, Not even a question. So important. Yep. All right. Moving on. Number 12 for me was Brady Kachuk. Who is number 12 for you? Number 12 is uh, Clayton Keller. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I, I figured that'd be like uh, Chris Kreider was for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know, it's kind of a surprise, but since he's been uh, since his World Junior year, I always said like he just he looks like Patrick Kane to me. Yeah, like he really has his comps to that is so close, and I I just I love watching him play. What he does in Arizona is a is really cool because that's a team that like we've talked about like they organizationally they're struggling a little bit and i heard a rumor until i hear it from them i don't care <laughs> that he, like he requested a trade out of there but mm-hmm. they ended up not moving him and i hope he stays i really mm-hmm. do because that team needs clayton keller to stay if they want to take the turn mm-hmm. but if you watch him play down there he's always in like the top 20 in points like he's he's just quietly like he's always quietly at the top of things mm-hmm. and playing next to like Nick Schmaltz and it's no not to him, but playing against like next to guys, like it's not like he has McDavid feeding him the puck. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's always, he's always up there. And I just, I love watching him play and I wanted to make sure to put him on this list. He was 17 for me. Okay. So didn't make it, but barely didn't make it. <laughs> it's funny. Cause that remind that analogy of, of like, or sorry, him to quietly putting up the points reminds me of the analogy of Rick Nash in Columbus. Mm. Whereas like, Few people knew who he was. I always knew who he was because I just, I always loved the way he would just shoot down that off wing, cut across the middle, and put the puck in that. And you're like, he does it every time. And they still couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Like it just, one of those things. And I think I would say that's the same thing where he really didn't get as much recognition because he played in Columbus and didn't have that, like he didn't have that center. He scores a lot more than Keller did, but 
it's just like similar thing. And it's, it's a shame. And it's, it's funny because it's something that I thought was interesting is after Christmas. So from the Christmas break until the Stanley Cup playoffs, obviously McDavid had the most amount of points, but number two was Clayton Keller. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm. And he put up 86 points this year <laughs> on a terrible team. Yeah. What's he going to do with Logan Cooley next to him? That's, that's what I'm hoping for. What's he going to do with Dylan Gunther? Yeah. Like there's some guys that are coming that are going to be very good. And if they can, and if Cooley's as good as I think he's going to be, that's going to be fun to watch because yeah. that's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool. Absolutely. Uh, see, <laughs> you, you and your brother, you've both gotten me on this whole Cooley thing and it just goes right over my head every time. Yeah, you deserve that. Take a bow. Take a bow. I'm going to give myself a clap since you can't. You don't yeah. get my jokes. That wasn't even my worst statue. I was like, why are you staring at me? <laughs> That's why I was I wasn't moving forward until you addressed That's, it. <laughs> yeah. It, we could have had like 10 minutes of silence here. You're lucky you caught on because I don't catch on to things very easily. Uh, we we, we would have just clipped it. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe the fans just don't know. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Anyway, I love Keller. I think it's a great He's a great, great person to have on there. So, number 12 for me was Kachuk. Number 13 for you is Robertson. 13 for me was Marner. 14 for me is Mark Stone. Ooh. So, I think he is... Uh, it's tough. It's one of those things where I don't think he's in that upper echelon. Like, we talked about that whole, like, superstar, all-star thing. And, you know, like... I don't think he's in that top tier. I think he's in that second tier. But his takeaways, his the um, like the effort that he gives when he's on the rink, and just his love for the game, like you can see it in the way he plays. I think that's so important. And that's part of the reason that Vegas was able to win a cup this year is because of those things. So yeah. So he ended up being number fourteen for me. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna pull Kyle and I'm gonna move him up to fourteen as well because. The names I have after him, I don't know why I put them there. So uh, he, or before him, I should say. But anyway, he, uh, yeah, I mean, what he did in the playoffs this year, it's not even just that. He's done it for his whole career. Mm-hmm. I think people kind of forget the year that Ottawa went on that run in the playoffs. And even the year, I don't remember if it was the year prior or two years prior when the whole Hamburg, uh, Andrew Hammond <laughs> run and everything. But he was such a big part of that. Like every game, it felt like he was scoring the game winning goal. Mm-hmm. No matter if they, like, no matter what, if it was regular season or the playoffs, it was just like, oh, Mark Stone scored again. Mark Stone scored again. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. And then when he went, got traded to Vegas, it was just the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's a better all around player leader mm-hmm. in the league right now. Like, winger, I should say, especially that than Mark Stone. Like, he just, he leads by example. He does things that not many other players can do. So, it's fun mm-hmm. to watch, especially like that goal in the cup final when he like knocked the puck out of the air and then just roofed it on Bobrovsky. It's just he does things that not many players do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I just I and I can't not talk about his defensive side of the game a little bit more because I just think that's so important. The way he takes pucks away, the way that he's always and for his he is not fast like mm-hmm. he his his that is his one drawback is his foot speed. Despite that, he still is always in the right position taking pucks away. It's crazy. But anyway, moving on. So who do you have? So that was 14. So who do you have at number 15? Uh, number 15, I'm going to say, are Temi Panarin. Okay. Uh, I think he would probably be higher on most people's lists, but 
I think this past year was a little bit of a down year for him. I will defend him a little bit, though. The way we've talked about the Rangers, the way the management has worked, I feel like he never really had like steady line mates. He was mm. kind of moving around and stuff. So, and in the end, his numbers like he was—he still had a decent season for most players. But um, when he got traded from Chicago to Columbus, everyone's question was, "Oh, he doesn't have Patrick Kane. He's going to suck." Well, I think he's been—he's gotten better since mm-hmm. he's left Chicago. And yeah, I really enjoy his game, and he's going to be a big target of the Rangers for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have him at fifteen too. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I think the only thing I'll add to that is uh, maybe two things that I'll add to it is I, well, I'm going to comment on the, the line mates thing. I think that makes a big difference. I really do. I think that he needs consistent line mates. Like, and him and Zimanejad are clicking, and that's great. They need that third piece to be somebody who's consistently there, game in and game out, and they know what they're going to do. Who that is, I'm not exactly sure, but I do think that they need to figure that out. So, one other thing I don't know, I just just thinking about the Russian thing. I wonder if this year being down, part of that also was everything going on with Russia and Ukraine and stuff like that. And he has been anti-Putin in a couple of different times. I wonder if some stuff is, if home home life has been taking a, a step in that, or a part in that down season. Mm-hmm. But who knows? And we we can speculate all we want. I don't know, but yeah. it is a shame because I do like I love him. I think he's great. I love I love watching him. I just, he kind of reminds me of Marner where I'm like, ah, just a little more. I mm-hmm. just, I want a little more. And then there's times when he does it and I'm like, wow, he's so good. But then it's like not, it's the same thing like we talked about with Zimbabwe, where it's like the consistency aspect. He's not always consistent. But yeah, but yeah so that's why I have 15. So number 16, I picked first. So you picked last. Who you got at 16? Uh, Jake Kensel. Oh my gosh. We're just in sync. Is that? That's yeah. who I have too. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I- I don't again. He's one of those players that I think his play speaks for itself. He really groomed into being Crosby's winger, and uh, if he didn't do it in the um, seventeen eighteen playoffs when they won that cup, he probably wouldn't be here for me. Mm-hmm. But he was a huge part of that run, mm-hmm. and honestly, even then, I'm like, yeah, okay, he did it then, but I need to see more. I need to see more. I feel like I've said I said it for like three years in a row, like yeah, but I still want to see more. And then now it's like, okay, I can't say it anymore. He he keeps getting better and better. And I really think it's going to be a, he's going to be a big reason Pittsburgh stays semi-competitive for a lot of years or for a couple more years while these uh, older guys are still playing at a high level. And if they don't have Jake Ensel, I really don't think it's possible for them to do this. So we'll see. Well, I'm excited to see him, but I definitely, I, I definitely couldn't leave him off this list for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's I mean when he's when he's healthy, he's scoring at least thirty-five goals. He's had some injury issues, which sucks because it's you know somebody that you you don't want to because he's he's on this list all day long. But if it may, he may fall out because he's injured. And I mean, one year he only played thirty-nine games. Okay, like he's clearly going to suffer from that. He still scored twenty goals that year. <laughs> that's crazy. So like <laughs> he he's his lowest goals was sixteen in forty games his rookie year. Like. He's got 197 goals in 453 games. That's impressive. Another 217 assists for 414 points in 453 games. That's really good. Like, and yeah, he's playing with really good players, and definitely is that's some of that. But he goes where Crosby needs him to go, and he scores. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what he he's doing. What he needs to do, and I think that that's something that I'm interested to see. What is the pitch we're going to do with him because he's only got this year left. 
are they going to be able to keep him? Because I think he signed a $6 million. Yeah. He, he needs more money. Yeah. Where's the money going to come from? Yeah. But which, you know, hey, the cap's going up. The cap's going up. The cap's going up. <laughs> yeah. And Mark Shreffley's coming to Boston. Yep. <laughs> Told you to stop doing that. <laughs> We're almost out of the way. The season's almost started. And then they'll, they'll stop, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think that he's definitely somebody that belongs here. He's he's a great player. And, and I talked about, you know, I kind of said something about him when we talked about Crosby. But I just, I think he's great. I think he's well-deserving of being here. Absolutely. Anything right. else before I run through my list? Uh, let me name a couple names first. Do it. Um, I originally had uh, Matt Zuccarello on this list and redoing it and everything. I just, I love Zuccarello. I've always loved Zuccarello. And what kind of the same why Kaprizov went so high is the same thing. Like he's keeping that team afloat. And I, I just think it's really cool. And he's just one of those names I wanted to like mention. Uh, another name, and I think people would probably question why he's not on our list, is Gabriel Landeskog. Yeah. And I just I want everyone to know mm-hmm. if he's healthy, mm-hmm. he's on this list. Mm-hmm. He is not playing next season. Mm-hmm. He's on long term IR with the plans of not playing a game next season. So just wanted to mention that there's no doubt he probably would have been in my top 10. Mm-hmm. He is in my top 10 in the NHL. I just wanted everyone to be aware. That's why he's not on here. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, other than that, I don't really have any other names. So I'll let you go. Cool. I'm glad you mentioned Landis Guy because I wanted to make sure we brought that up too. Yeah, if he's playing, he's in our top 10. Absolutely. It's just that simple. And I don't need to comment any more on that, but just yet for clarification, we know he's not playing. And since this is a season preview, we can't preview somebody who's not playing. Right. So, anyway. So, yeah. So, I'll run through my list real quick. So, 17, I had Clayton Keller. 18, I had Zuccarello. Because <laughs> I agree. He should be up there. 19 is Alex Tuck. Love him. Love him. I wish he was on here. So I could talk about him, but I can't. 20 is Cole Caulfield. 21 is Giroux. 22 is Jordan Cairo. 23 is Johnny Gaudreau. 24 is Philip Forsberg. 25 is Kevin Fiala. 26 is Nikolai Ehlers. 27 is Martin Neches. 28 is Kyle Connor. 29 is Alex DeBrinkett. 30 is uh, Trevor Zegers. 31 is uh, Konechny. 32 is Tara Vinen. And 33 is Matt Boldy. Oh, wow. Okay. There's my boys. Yeah. That's a pretty good list. Nice. I. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm trying to think. Oh, Nikolai Ehlers. That was the one you mentioned. Uh, I think there's potential for him to squeak into our top 16 one of these years. I've always mm-hmm. liked watching him play, and I'm I'm hoping with the moves that Winnipeg is making that he is able to squeak his way up the list for mm-hmm. sure because the talent that that guy has is is very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. I can't think of anyone else on your list that <laughs> popped up <laughs> because it's pretty it's pretty much it's pretty good i mean i i'd probably re- reorganize some of them but those mm-hmm. names are definitely probably the ones i would have on there for mm-hmm. sure i also think though that you kind of have like there's a section of like six or seven of them where it's like very interchangeable right they're all pretty much the same player just which one do you prefer yeah like i'd probably take boldy over zegris mm-hmm. but 
what are we going to do? Switch two spots. Like it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To me, there's very similar. And that's my point. Like they're yeah. similar. Like to me, the, the difference between those two is personal preference. Yeah. is like, do you want the big guy who's, who's a bit or who's more physical and shoots more? Or do you want the flashy guy who's fast? Yeah. It's like all preference. Yeah. And, and I honestly, like that's no disrespect to Zegers. Cause I'm hoping, I'm hoping mm-hmm. he can clean up his little, uh, I don't even want to call them annex because like they're on ice antics that like mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoy. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're funny and I think it's cool, but he needs to, he needs to realize when it's smart to do it and when mm-hmm. it's not and your team sucks. So you probably should <laughs> calm down on that a little bit right mm-hmm. now when your team's good chirp away. Mm-hmm. And, but also when your team's good and you're chirping away also be the leader of the team as well. Yep. And back, back your words up. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he ba- he doesn't back him up very well. Not by doing the Michigan. Not by going between the legs. It's cool. We know you're skilled. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doubting that. But skill doesn't win Stanley Cups. So let's 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 get to that next level. And I think he has it in him. I just I want to see it soon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you a question real quick that you may or may not have an answer. So we'll see what happens. I totally throw you on the spot. Didn't prep you for this at all. Is there a rookie? That after the season you think will be in our or in your top sixteen for wingers, a rookie that's starting this year or mm-hmm. a rookie from last season. Um, no, either or, you can pick. Uh, let's see if uh, if Ryan Leonard is what they're claiming he is, and he plays. I've never. Oh, I lie. I have seen him play like one or two games. Mm-hmm didn't just watch him so like i don't know but from what i hear the impact that he apparently is going to bring to the capitals i could see that mm-hmm. i could see him being one of those guys um uh yeah in the top 16 it's tough there's yep listen to those names you just you just named 16 more that probably could arguably make some people's top 16 list mm-hmm. so it, that's going to be a big time jump but mm-hmm. off the top of my head i can't think of anyone that i but also too that's probably a question i should turn to you <laughs> okay <laughs> and i'm gonna turn it to you because i like i've mentioned before like mm-hmm. i'm a once i see them in the nhl that's kind of when i start watching closely mm-hmm. and judging I do watch some of like junior games or some minor league games here and there, but not enough to really form a full opinion. And if anyone knows me, like personally, I need to watch them. Mm-hmm. I don't read and judge. I try to watch. That's, that's what I like to do. I just love hockey. So like, I want to see this kid play before I'm going to sit here and say that. But from what I've heard and stuff, Ryan Leonard would probably be on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great a great selection. I'm interested to see if he's playing in the NHL because right. I don't know where, where I don't know where he's going to be because the college kids are always a little funky with that stuff. But I think there's two two people that I have in mind, which I don't know. It's tough because yeah, there's so much of a dump, jump. But I'll go with Dylan Gunther in Arizona and William Eklund in San Jose. I think both of them are going to be very, very, very good NHL players. So. I don't know that they're going to make the top 16. That is a huge jump and a huge ask. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, that was a dumb question. I shouldn't have asked that because it's almost impossible. But yeah, I think that that's, but even, you know, something that's just, just a thought, just thinking about it through it is cool. But, no, I don't yeah. think it's a dumb question. I think it's, 
if I was thinking about it more, see, you just named two names that just hit me, and I'm like, okay, no, you're like rookies. Like that. next year will be their first full season rookies. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking from this draft, that's what like went yeah. my mind went right away. But um, I guess one name to keep your eye on is Matthew Nyes because I've heard a lot of good things about him and watching him in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Kids got it, mm-hmm. and. For Toronto, they better hope he does because that's definitely <laughs> someone that he could be the savior of that team. Honestly, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it could be like a hot take. I'm not sure, but like it, it, he's the type of player from what I watched. That's like he's got he's got a little bit of everything in him, and that could be really good for Toronto. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up with that. Anything else you want to present to the fans? Um. Yeah. I guess one more thing. Uh, first off, thank you, Joey for setting up the Instagram account for us. And and we're going to keep thanking you because we got some, like we said earlier, we got some exciting things going on and it all started from you doing that. So we really appreciate that. And also I do want to give a shout out to Joey's fiance, Emily, because Joey, I love you, but we all know that you're <laughs> not the one designing these things. So um, I want to give a shout out to her and thank her and yeah. So let's keep this going. This is a lot of fun. Me and Matt really enjoy doing this and we hope everyone keeps enjoying it because it's been a blast and I'm super excited about what we got going on. And yeah, I just want to keep this going as best as we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you all. We do appreciate the listens and the shares and talking about it with your friends and stuff like that. And all the newcomers, we're, you know, we're seeing more listens like every week. And we're so thankful for that. It's been great. We've really enjoyed doing it. So thank you. And yeah, thank you to Joey. You've been great. And same thing with, with um, Emily, we appreciate, you know, all you guys do for us. So yeah, thanks. We're going to throw a poll in the end this episode as well. So you guys can go and vote on, on who your top winger is heading into this season. So please leave a comment. We'd like to see who people think should be there. And if you want to leave a short why, that'd be great too. So, and you know, if there's you know, questions you guys have, you can leave those too because we'll gladly respond to those as well. So, yeah. All right. I'm good. All right. And this is another episode of Glassman's Hockey Podcast. Thank you all for listening. <laughs>